what rules am I sort of blindly following that aren't serving me? And what rules do I want to create in their place? What shit do I want to make up because I can? Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Before we begin, I want to share an offering from my soul to yours. If you've achieved traditional success only to realize that you're living someone else's dream, then this will start you on a profound journey toward becoming chief soul officer of your own life, just like I did. I'm gifting you a free chapter from my book, Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. It's called Liberating from the Shackles of Should. And if you're ready to, then visit soulbatical.com to download it for free. That's S-O-U-L-B-B-A-T-I-C-A-L.com. Warning, side effects include intense joy and fulfillment. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back, Rebel Souls. This is the Rebel Soul Podcast. And today you've got moi, Chief Rebel Soul. And I'm going to be talking to you about another thing that's been on my mind a lot lately, especially with the pandemic and just thinking about how many of us had our lives quote unquote, perfectly scripted, right? We knew the next thing we wanted to happen and the next thing, and we had it all planned out, at least in our heads, right? Because we know nothing is ever certain, nothing is ever guaranteed, but we, we create these plans and we script things out the way we think our life should go or the way things should unfold. And you know my feelings on the word should. I'm inviting all of us to stop shoulding all over ourselves, as I say in the book. So what I wanted to talk about is what does it look like to have a life unscripted? To me, a life unscripted is a life where we can really rebel for possibility. doesn't mean we don't take action. It means we're not attached to how things unfold and we let the universe start to work her magic. So I'm calling this rebelling for possibility. And it's grounded in this idea that, well, actually, I'm going to say it's grounded in this question that I get all the time. People ask me like, well, what's the secret to your success? What do you really attribute, you know, your, your courage and your confidence and your skills? What, what, what is that? What's that secret sauce or that magic that helped you climb the corporate mountain and that's, you know, helped you get to where you are? And I always give the same answer. And that answer is improv, improvisational comedy. And for those of you who don't know and maybe haven't yet read the book, I talk about in my early to mid-20s, I was in the ad business and we just worked and worked and worked. It was, it was a, a nonstop job. It was really sexy and it was really fun. And we worked on these iconic brands and yet I had no other outlet. I was pretty much just working and hanging out with people at work and then working again and we were in this cycle. 
and with the challenge of a very dear friend of mine who one day will soon will be on this podcast, he said, we've got, let's find a creative outlet. And he challenged me to join an improv comedy training with him. And given that we're here in Chicago, we are in the home of the second city, which is the most famous improv stage. It's where all the biggies, everyone from Steve Martin, Steve Carell, John Belushi, Stephen Colbert, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, John Candy, I'm forgetting so many names right now, but all of those guys, like the legends came off of this stage and out of this training and into these amazing careers that they had and into making us laugh our asses off. So here we are in Chicago. I get a challenge from my good friend, Mark Hans, and he says, we're doing this. And I was looking for a way to nourish and nurture my creative soul. This was before I took my first sabbatical, which I didn't even know at the time was a sabbatical. And I'm like, okay, hell yeah, let's cannonball into the deep end of, you know, this thing called improv. And little did I know you guys, I was, what it, whatever I was, 24, 23, 24 years old, I had no idea that what I was doing was setting myself up for the best life training I could ever experience, period. And so what I thought would be really interesting in terms of a conversation today is to talk about, okay, so why? Why was that so profound? And why did that set me up for the success that I had? And I'm not saying all of my success was attributed to this, but it gave me like the foundation and these principles for success that I applied to every aspect of my life, especially in the corporate world and especially in leading teams and working through difficult issues. And so I also realized that part of my success has been that I haven't lived a scripted life. So this is also rebelling for life unscripted. And what does it mean to let go and trust and surrender? Because that's what improv comedy is all about. So I have a handful of principles that I learned and took away. I obviously wasn't as funny and as good as my idols, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I love them dearly. I would love to meet them in person one day. They have been such a huge inspiration for me and are women who I look up to and I love how they're using their platforms. And this is where they came from. And so I know for sure that they both written books. They both referenced how improv had such a huge impact on their lives. And I feel exactly the same way. So what is, what is it? So the way I like to think about it is that the, the language of improv is the language of possibility. The language of improv is the language of possibility. Take that in for a minute. I mean, this is where it all starts because the very first rule in improv is this critical phrase, yes, and. And I'm sure a lot of you know this, have heard it, probably use it in your everyday lives, but this is where it starts because yes, and opens the door to possibility. It builds bridges to what comes next. It doesn't slam the door closed or present a brick wall where there's no moving forward from there. 
And it doesn't suggest that things have to happen a certain way. So I have used this phrase, yes and, for my entire life. Try not saying no. There's a time and a place for saying no, right? To create space for yourself, to say yes to yourself and your purpose and your priorities and your truth and all of that. Know that I'm always an advocate for that. In this case, especially when it comes to leaning into your life and leaning into possibility, try saying yes and and see where it goes. So when anybody, you know, when your partner, when a teammate, when your boss, when somebody in the audience, whatever it is, says something, you can say yes and and think about it, build from there recognize even when it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, even when you had this thing created in your head, it was like, oh, well, it was supposed to unfold X way. And now I'm understanding that it's Y. Say, okay, yes, and here's where we're going to go with that. And here's what we're going to make of that and build a bridge, open a new portal and, and, and experience the possibility that comes from that. So that's the first one. Yes, and has been so critical to my life. The other one is create your own rules. So you know I talk about this. I've talked about this in other solisodes where I talk about breaking the rules and rewriting the script of success. And that's ultimately, I now realize that so much of that came out of my improv training. Because in improv, you make shit up. You break all the traditional rules. Yes, you have your agreements. And yes, and is the foundational building block of those agreements. And the rest you're making up with no presupposed way that anything is supposed to unfold, that a scene is supposed to happen of what I'm supposed to do or what you're supposed to do other than collaborate and build. And it's a really beautiful way to think. I think so often... We get caught up in following these rules that don't even serve us. And I'm not talking about breaking the law, although as many of you know, I've done that before and I'm not proud of it. I'm talking about rules that just don't work in our our favor, rules that are antiquated, not serving us, rules that were made up by people who don't even look like us. So much has changed. So it's like, well, wait a second, I have authorship and the authority to say, what do I want this to be? What rules do I want to create? And that's a big part of what you can do in improv, collaborating with your team. So think about that in your life. What rules am I sort of blindly following that aren't serving me? And what rules do I want to create in their place? What shit do I want to make up because I can? That's what I do in my business every day. I learned MSU, make shit up from my coach, Rich Litvin, and it's serving me powerfully. Something doesn't feel like it's working or I've experimented and I'm not getting response. It's not really resonating with people. Okay, move forward. And so try more of that in your life because that's essentially what improv is and that invites more possibility placing those tiny bets and taking those risks and making shit up and creating your own rules is a beautiful way to serve your own truth and your own purpose. The third one I want to talk about is go before you're ready. This is a big one. It always gives me kind of the chills. I just got like a little, a little electrical zap in a good way. And go before you're ready is what we say in improv because 
you, if you've ever seen improv, there are usually a number of people, let's say six people are on the stage or six people are in a circle doing an exercise. Let's say six people on the stage in this case, you know, when somebody goes out and they start a scene and somebody else is out there with them and they continue to build on that scene. And then somebody from the improv troupe comes in and taps one of those people out, enters the scene and continues to build on that scene. And it tends to get, get funnier and funnier, right? So think about it. You could be standing in that back, say you're not one of those two people that are currently out on stage that are doing their yes and that are building the scene and the audience is getting engaged. You could kind of sit back there and go, oh, I, don't, I don't even know where this is going. I have no idea. I don't have any thoughts. Oh my God, the thing I'm thinking isn't even funny. My mind is blank. We all have those thoughts in everyday life, right? We've been in those situations. But what does it look like to go before you're ready and actually trust that everything you need is inside you. Get in your body and go for it and trust that it will come through you, that your soul and your spirit will help guide you. And that's what it's like in improv. You jump into that scene before you're ready and that's when the magic happens. I'm always surprised. I was always surprised of what came through me, what came out in the moment that I hadn't even imagined two feet behind me standing in that line waiting to jump into the scene. And I think it's so relevant for how we think. Like So often we're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. It's not going to be funny. I'm going to be judged or criticized or, you know, I don't want to be that person who wrecks the scene, all of that. Yeah, you're human. I have a lot of those things too, but what is it? What is it? What is it costing you? And what are you gaining by going, for your, going before you're ready and just diving in and seeing what happens? that's where the possibility happens. That's where you discover something in yourself or in the scene or both that you never even knew was possible. And there's so many opportunities for us to do that in our lives. I'm talking to you right now on this podcast and I had heard from many, many people, when are you going to start a podcast? We would love to hear what you're doing. And I was really honored and flattered. And yet I was sitting back going, well, there are millions of podcasts and why me? Like, who am I to be out there to having conversations and does the world need another voice? And you know what? Hell yes. And so I finally decided one day, right at the beginning of quarantine, I was like, the world does need my voice. The world needs this rebel soul perspective. We all need to come together as rebel souls. And so here I am going before I'm ready. And guys, I'm, I'm making this up and channeling it because I am trusting in myself that I have valuable perspective and content and stories and insights to share with you guys. And if it doesn't resonate, I want you to tell me, but I'm, I'm taking that chance. I'm, I'm going before I'm ready because I believe the world, it's time for us to be having this conversation. So let me move on to the fourth one. The fourth is invite collaboration. So the whole idea of improv, many of you have experienced it in some way, shape or form, right? Whether, you know, SNL now, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live is mostly skits that they've, they've created in advance, but you go to Upright Citizens Brigade, you go to Second City, you go to Improv Olympic, any of these amazing improv troops, and there are so many around the world, you experience the art, and I truly mean the art 
of collaboration. There's no improv comedy with one of those people. There's a little improv with two of those people. And there's brilliant, engaging, compelling, hilarious improv with many of those people in the troupe. And the more the, the more diverse the troupe is, the more collaborative the troupe is, the more they lean into and on each other to serve the audience and to be in the moment and create that scene together, the more powerful the result. And we have that same opportunity. We have the opportunity to invite into our lives diversity and perspective and inspiration and engagement. Bring more of that in. It's not helpful for us to go it alone. It's not, it's not helpful for us to be the lone wolf. That collaboration, especially that diversity, especially right now, look for perspectives different than your own. Invite that. See what inspires you, right? Engage other people. That's what starts to create the magic. When we start to collaborate with each other, we can create, this is what <laughs> Rich, my coach also says, one plus one equals three. In this case, I think one plus one equals way more than three as we really start to explore what's possible with more of us building off of each other and bringing our unique strengths and our unique superpowers into the circle and into whatever we're collaborating on. And that's where amazing improv comes from. Another one is do something. Action in improv is way more powerful than words. So when you decide to step into that scene, do something. That's what creates the momentum. And to me, this is such a powerful lesson for our lives and what we can do in our lives. You know, so often we're, we're thinking about things, we're journaling about things. Well, all of that is great. I'm a huge advocate for journaling and getting our thoughts out or blogging, microblogging, whatever it is. At some point, we need to get into action. Take a tiny step forward, right? Play around, experiment with something, make something up to the earlier point but do something because that's what advances the scene. That is progress over perfection. And you can't, you can't get it perfect in improv. You just have to go in and throw something there. And then it builds and it builds. Those bridges are created. But if you don't do something, you, the scene stalls. And that's the same in life. If we don't do something just kind of stalls. We get paralyzed. It sits there. We're not moving forward. And I get it. Like there are times where I'm like, I'm paralyzed by fear or the thought that, you know, even as soon as my book was finished, the idea that, you know, my whole life and all of these stories, especially the dark parts, were going to be out in the world. It was the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. And I thought, you know what? Well, how am I going to liberate a billion souls if I don't do something, if I don't step out, tell my story, share raw and vulnerably, and connect with people and inspire them to liberate their soul? So that's one example. And I'm not saying you have to write a book. I'm just saying, ask yourself, what's something I can do to maintain the momentum of the scene? the scene of your life, whatever scene of your life you're in right now, what's a little something you can do versus simply say. 
So I think say, and then how do we take the say is like the intention, how we take the intention into action is so incredibly powerful. And the last one, and I kind of reference this there, by the way, there are many, many more. I'm going to, I'm going to end it at this one. And maybe this is a topic that we'll pick up. Actually, there's two. I already said, let go, trust and surrender. And this is how I'm trying to live my life. I say, I show up every day. I wake up and I show up in my truth and in my purpose. That's what I challenge myself to do. And the rest, I trust and surrender. I let go of trying to script out how it's going to go. And I trust that if I'm you know, following these principles, doing something, building the yes and, that I'm collaborating with people who are helping me to build and with diverse and unique perspectives that are helping me to create something unique and compelling, all of those things, I'm trusting and surrendering that it's leading me in the right direction and that the universe will work her magic. And if she doesn't, then I... I you know, start over. I take one step back. I put a new little experiment out into the circle. We start a new scene. This is the way it works. Some are going to be funnier than others in improv comedy. And the last one that I think is really powerful is convert fear to fuel. And anybody who's heard me speak, and I think this is in the book, has heard me say this. It's one of the most powerful things. On the other side of fear is everything we want. And getting into that scene in improv or being the start to that scene in improv is scary as hell. It's scary as hell. You're like, I don't know where this is going to go. And you're basically, in many cases, you're starting from suggestions from the audience. So these ideas of the who, what, where just came at you. And they're usually wacky suggestions. They just came at you seconds ago. And now it's like, ready, set, go, boom. And it's scary. And so for me, it was all about learning to turn that fear into fuel, which meant convert it to creative energy. Remind yourself, oh, this feeling is like me being alive. This feeling is ideas percolating and let it come through you. And again, it's sort of, you know, the unscripted nature of it all. Letting it come through you means I don't have any presupposed idea of how this is going to go or the, how all of these wacky pieces that we were just given by the audience are going to connect. And I trust that they will. And I'm surrendering to just building this one step at a time through yes and. And I just think it's so cool to think about how we do that in our own lives. And we stop scripting everything. These, honestly, you guys, these were the building blocks of my life. This has helped me from ballroom to boardroom and beyond. Now in entrepreneurship, especially. And in the, I mean, in the boardroom, I was never intimidated to walk in there. Yeah, did I feel a little you know, nervous excitement. Yes. Did I feel a little bit of fear? Like, oh, I could get one of the most difficult questions that I don't know the answer to. Yeah, of course. And at the same time, I allowed myself to be flexible and say, you know what? It's all right. If I don't know the answer to something, I can say, let me get back to you on that. It's a great question. I don't know. And in other cases, I was flexible enough to say, I don't have to I don't have to have this all scripted out. And that's what I allowed myself to do going into speaking engagements, going into boardrooms is saying, I know my material. I'm going to internalize my material. I'm going to understand the key stories I want to tell or the key headlines that I want to hit or points I want to make. And I'm going to let the rest unravel 
well, maybe that's not unravel sounds bad, but unfold organically and using these principles. And I've done that with my team and staying there. I mean, honestly, this is so powerful. I just say, you know, what I didn't realize is that these principles of improv were the invisible force that empowered my creativity, my risk-taking, my flexibility, my trust, and my faith in what's possible without having to script it all out without having to script out that particular scene in my life, without having to script out the next chapter, without having to script out the next year or five years. I've never been a planner. And the one thing I know is nothing is certain. You know, we're, we're hopefully on the tail end of this COVID pandemic. And this has put a wrinkle in a lot of people's plans. This has reminded us that nothing is certain. Even the duration of our life is not certain. And there's been so much life lost in, in this period and in this pandemic. So this is a reminder, you guys, as we are creating the next chapter for ourselves, what if we create it this way? What if we create it with the language of possibility and just lean into that momentum, but not try to script it out, lean into our truth lean into our purpose, lean into the possibility, use that language and experiment with it and see what happens, what magic gets served up, what connections get made, who comes into your circle to collaborate with you and advance the scene of your life. It's really, really powerful. And I think this can help all of us, you know, unlock, you know, basically release ourselves from the shackles of a scripted life that might be holding us back, that might kind of have us frozen behind the scene, not wanting to step into the scene and really advance it for ourselves. So that's a little sort of inside scoop on some of the secrets to my success. And it all started at Second City here in Chicago way back in, I think it was like 1994 when I was training and then went out with a group of people. We became the Oxymorons. That was the name of our improv troupe. And little did I know then that at the age of 50 right now, so 25, 26 years later, I'd still be talking about this and realizing the impact it's had on my life and where I am today and how it's helped me. Actually, I think it's made me a stronger entrepreneur because I've been pulling on those principles when every day you're staring at a blank sheet, every day you're making it up and I love it. And now I lean into it and I am converting that fear into fuel and creative energy to create this business and this platform and this podcast. And I invite you all to do the same. So play around with possibility, you guys, and let me know. Let me know. Send me notes. Respond to this. Give, you know, send me DMs. I'd love to know how it works for you and, and what insight you got out of it. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass. 
and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?